you know, if, if my if my logic is correct here, that means they're waiting for another player to who they drafted to come up and seize the, the job, the role of captain on this team. I think that can be either Matty Beneers or Shane Wright. But if I had to pick, I'm I'm leaning towards Shane Wright. I'm saying that I think huh. they're going to wait in a few years, name Shane Wright captain. You're now listening to the Boys in the Booth podcast with your hosts, Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. Good evening and welcome to episode 187 of the Boys in the Booth podcast. No Abrams for this one. It's just Cody and Melbourne. It's a Halloween edition of the pod. So happy Halloween from us to you, uh, from our family to yours. And uh, Chad, we we all got to see each other over the weekend, of course, uh, at Mira's costume party there. That was a lot of fun. And now we're uh, doing episode 187 here on Halloween. How you doing, man? Yeah, doing well. What a crazy weekend it was. I love Halloween. It's one of the best weekends of the year, if if I'm being completely honest. Um, Paige and I hosted a party. We did Barbie and Ken themed. So that was fun on the Friday. And then on the Saturday, we booked it back to uh, Mira's to have the party out in the Brockville area. So that was nice too. reuse the same costume and would have reused the same costume right now on the show if I still had it with me, but I don't. So that's why I'm dressed as, if you couldn't guess, Killian Murphy from Peaky Blinders. I'm Thomas Shelby. That's who I am. I threw this together. I had this outfit from a few years to go, a few years ago. And uh, surprisingly, it, it still fits. So, I mean, aside from the, the hat though, this is killing my brain. <laughs> By the end of this, I'm going to be just squished. So if I have any bad takes on this episode, I have uh, a reason for it. But yeah, great weekend overall. How you doing, Harp? I, I'm good, man. Yeah, great weekend. Halloween is is always so much fun. We're uh, we're obviously a little too old for the trick or treating part of it nowadays, but uh, we get to do the costume parties and uh, and it's a great excuse just to to get everybody together. And there were some really great costumes this weekend. Obviously, Adam James, our, our good buddy there um, here on on the pod, he and I were uh, Corey and Trevor from uh, Trailer Park Boys, and that was that a lot was so of fun. Good. And now I've uh, now I've got my my nerd costume on here for this episode, and uh, you're you're doing the Thomas Shelby Peaky Blinders thing, so that's great. Yeah, bow, a couple bow ties could go either way for both of us. Could be yeah. in Peaky Blinders, could be a couple of nerds. I mean, yeah. I feel like I talk more stats, so maybe we could have even switched. Hey, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, before we get into um, you know the meat and potatoes of this episode, you have a uh, another little game to to kick us off. Yes, and I will say before we get into this game, we've been recommended a few other games, most notably by our good buddy and former guest of the show, Corey Morrell. We will eventually get to that game uh, because he really, really wants to hear it. So, Corey, (laughs) if you're in your work truck right now listening to this, uh, it will not be the game that you're expecting, but (laughs) we hope you enjoy it anyways, and uh, we'll we'll get working on your game. So Yeah, we will. The game for this week is uh, pretty simple. All you're going to have to do, Harper, is tell me a player who wore the jersey number that I tell you. Okay. The trick is it has to be a current player. Okay. And the other trick is you only have 30 seconds to do it. So you tell me when to start the timer 
and I'll give you your first number, okay? Okay. And and I'm hoping that within the 30 seconds you can get more than 10, okay? I think the over-under is nine and a half. I feel like maybe I'll go with the under on it, but let's let's hope you can get the over here. All right, let's see what this number is. Fire away. Okay. Your first number, and again, remember, current players, your first number is number one. The time has started. Number one. Okay. Ukopeka Lukanen. Yep, that's good. Number three. Number three. Ten seconds. Oh, number three. Shoot. You can skip. Number, number three. Let's skip that one. Number six. Ten seconds no, left. Number six. Jacob Chikrin. That's right. Number 12. Five seconds. Number 12. Trevor Moore. Number 13. 13. That's Gabe 30 Blardy? seconds. Ah. I'll give it I'll give it to you, though. I'll give it to you. Okay. So it, you, you did get the under, but you did a better job than, than okay. honestly... I probably would have done because I only know Maple Leafs jersey numbers. But now, well, speaking of that, number three, I could have got John Klingberg, couldn't I? That's right. And right. maybe a better defenseman this season, anyways, who doesn't play for the Maple Leafs anymore. Do you know where I'm going with this one? Who doesn't play for the Maple Leafs anymore? Same number division. Three. Really great. Plus minus. Oh, geez. Justin Hall. Justin Hall oh, also wears yes. number three. I had some tricky ones in there for you. I was going to ask did. you this one uh, as well, though, which is maybe the trickiest of the bunch. Name a number 83 currently in the NHL. There's only one. Oh, a number 83. That is really tough. There's only one active player who wears the number 83. That's why it is probably the toughest number to guess. Can you can you give me a hint like what division or something like that? Yeah, so he has played in oh, the Oh, you know what? I I know it. You don't even have to go Matt Nieto. That's right. Yes, number 83. There we go. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. I was going to say he was known for playing in the Pacific Division cuz he played right. with San Jose for a long time, but yep. yeah, so there yep. you go. Cool. Um cool. okay, that that wraps it up. That wraps up the game. All right, awesome. I like that one. We're going to have to do that one again when it's uh when it's all three of us here on the pod. Yes, and you'll try to have to you'll have to try to beat your high score of yes. I believe you got 5 there. So I yes. think you could do much better. It's just first time nerves. That's what it yes, is. Yes, for sure, for sure. <laughs> all right, that's uh that's good stuff, man. And um uh, we're we're just going to keep this one short and sweet. Obviously, it's Halloween and um you know, we don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh so we're just going to talk about the uh the five teams who currently have no captain uh right now in the NHL. So uh, there are five teams, like we said, Anaheim, Arizona, Chicago, Philly, and Seattle. And we'll just talk about um, who should be the, the next uh, guys to wear the Cs uh, for those franchises. So let's start. Uh, we'll go in alphabetical order, Chad, with the Anaheim Ducks. Take it away. So I'll start off by saying the next captain of the Anaheim Ducks, actually the next captain for a few of these teams have some pretty big shoes to fill. Um, but for Anaheim specifically, their last captain was Ryan Getzlaff back in 21-22. Their current alternate captains are Cam Fowler, who is the longest serving since 2020-21. Yep. Uh, Adam Henrique, Mason McTavish as of this year, and Troy Terry. Those four are serving as their alternate captains. For me, I think the no-brainer pick for 
next captain of the Anaheim Ducks is Mason McTavish. And I have a few reasons for it. Um, And you know what? Maybe I should say maybe it's not a no-brainer because there are some other really good players um, on this team who have been there for a long time. But I think it it was at least a no-brainer for me that Mason McTavish was uh, or should be the next captain. He's arrived points-wise this season. And he has told everybody in the NHL that he's here to play. And uh, we've seen that. We saw that last night, even with his goal against Pittsburgh Penguins with 10 seconds left to win them the game. Watch that live, by the way, because I had a few players in that game uh, in fantasy. So I was glued to it. But Mm -hmm. he's arrived points-wise. He is wearing an A on his sweater this season. So it seems like management does trust that he has those leadership capabilities. He's captained Canada at every level that he's played at, the U-17s, U-18s, and at the World Juniors, uh, most notably. He's still on his entry-level deal, so this might be the only factor working against him becoming captain of this team. It might just make more sense to wait until he's signed long-term. He has this year that he's currently playing in and next year still on his entry-level contract. But for all those reasons, man, I think that he is inevitably going to be the a captain of this team whether it's the next remains to be seen because i think a good stop gap could be a player like cam fowler but i pick mason mctavish to be the next captain what do you think about that yeah 100 percent. he's the guy who i had uh to to wear the c next for the anaheim ducks um you know right from his his draft year he he looked like an nhl ready player and um you know you can say that about, about a lot of guys but i just think his character is really good the way that his uh, that he's performed in that leadership position with uh, with Team Canada at the World Juniors and and at other tournaments, and uh, the fact that you know he's only in his second season and he's wearing an A already, it really shows what um, you know Pat Verbeek and Greg Cronin. Um, what it really shows what they think of him, and uh, I, I think it makes so much sense to to have this guy be the next captain of the Ducks for sure. Well, so what do you think about? the longest serving alternate captain on this team, Cam Fowler. I think that was, he, he is a big, uh, he, or he is definitely in the conversation to become the next captain. What, what do you think about if that was the choice? Yeah. Well, I, and I mean, we've seen this before, like you, you know, look at, uh, look at Buffalo, right? I mean, they went with Kyle Oposo, one of the, the longest serving, um, Sabres and instead of a guy like Rasmus Dahlin or, Alex Tuck, who, you know, is is uh, still new to, to the Sabres, I, I guess, new slash old. But um, yeah, I, you know, Fowler would make a lot of sense as well because he is a big veteran presence in a very young locker room. I could I could get that. But, um, you know, it's it's not a guarantee that that he's going to finish his career as an Anaheim Duck either. You know, I, I think that uh, Anaheim has had a nice start to the season I think uh, they're they're just over 500 with that win over Pittsburgh so it's a good start for them but who knows I mean there may be some some trade interest around Fowler at at the deadline and um, well I certainly think there would be interest but he may not 
you know, be in Anaheim for, for much longer. We'll see what happens there. Whereas McTavish, I mean, uh, they're, they're going to lock this guy up uh, for as long as they can, as soon as they can. And, and I think that uh, it, it's good to, to go with someone uh, as your captain that's a part of that, you know, young, talented core in, in Anaheim. But I could totally see Fowler being the next guy for sure. Yeah, I mean, you hope they lock up McTavish. I mean, it wasn't exactly easy with Trevor Zegras, and he yeah. hasn't exactly started the season very well. I'm actually more disappointed than you would think about that because uh, I made a bet with a buddy that he would get over 75 points, and it's seeming less and less likely that that's going to be the case. But I brought up Fowler because, you know, I mentioned him as maybe a stopgap before you think Mace McTavish is 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 ready Mm -hmm. but at the same time i compare fowler to morgan riley actually in toronto a guy Mm -hmm. who has been there the longest out of their current group but you know doesn't necessarily need a c on his sweater to be a leader on the team that's kind of where i peg fowler i feel like he may be more vocal than some of the younger players and and maybe that's enough you know and maybe he's content with an a so there's always that to consider as well but i thought that was a, a decent comparison between the two yeah, absolutely. I think either uh, Fowler or McTavish would be great choices uh, for for the next captain for the Anaheim Ducks. Let's move on to uh, our next team, and that is the Arizona Coyotes, uh, looking to take a step forward this season, of course. And uh, geez, they pounded the snot out of the Blackhawks the other night, an 8-1 victory. Wow. Michael Carcone with a four-point performance. Something really cool from that game as well. Um, um, Jack McBain had a, a Gordie Howe hat trick in that game. And uh, the last time that two teammates, I think the other was um, Liam O'Brien, yep. if, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. What's really cool about that, I heard this on Jeff Merrick's radio show earlier today. The last time that two teammates got Gordie Howe hat tricks in the same game, I forget the other player, but... One of the guys was um, Jack McBain's dad oh. all those years ago, and That's and now cool. his his son uh, did it the the other night. So I thought that was pretty cool. Just as a little side note. Well, speaking of Gordie Howe hat tricks, I mean it's named after Gordie Howe, Mister Hockey. But do you know who actually leads the NHL in Gordie Howe hat tricks? Is it Brady Chuck? It's Brendan Shanahan. Brandon Shanahan. Wow. So there you go. I heard that on a podcast ages ago and it just came to my mind. So if someone has passed Brandon Shanahan by now, don't kill me in, in the in the comments. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the case. I heard it on a podcast a while ago. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. And hey, like, I mean, you know, I know I guessed uh, Brady Kachuk and that's certainly a... a a new age guess, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if him or Matthew ends up with that uh, with, with the most at the end of the day. But yeah, um, talking about Arizona and uh, and their next captain, um, this is kind of an interesting one as well. I think you could make a case for one or two guys. So, what do you think? So, my pick was actually the player who is probably expected to score the most on the team. 
But when the team put up eight goals the other night, he didn't have a single point, and that's Clayton Keller. I just yeah. thought that was kind of interesting because I'm playing against uh, a, a team this week in our fantasy league who has Clayton Keller. So he <laughs> he could have won the week in one night if Keller went off, but it seemed yeah. like just everyone else went off, including you know Carcone and and McBain and Alex Kerfoot. I think had three assists. So yeah, you know, I was kind of lucky that uh, Keller didn't, but. But yeah, I, I feel like this is a pick where, you know, you want to, first of all, Kettler is signed through 2028, I believe. Yeah, signed through 2027-28 season. Like I said, he's the best player on the team. He's a superstar. And yeah. not only is he signed for the longest on this team, he's also been there the longest. I don't know if he's the most tenured player on the team. Yeah, he's he's close. Like he's right behind Lawson Kraus. Okay, well Kraus yeah. again, another guy. But yeah, I mean, I think one is more valuable to the team than the other, and they've both been there for a long time. So I don't know. I would reward Clayton Keller for his loyalty to Arizona, and I think he's a fan favorite too for all the reasons I mentioned. So I would give it to Clayton Keller, though there could be another possible option or options out there so so who who did you pick well i i mean i've got keller as well i i I think it's the obvious choice um you know you look at the the breakout season that he had last year and he is uh all of a sudden put him himself in the conversation of being one of the greatest coyotes of all time and and certainly has potential to to do that or be the greatest coyote at the end of the day when it's uh when it's all said and done and so um he's a leader in that locker room uh with that young core you know with with schmaltz and kraus and and uh you know you add logan cooley into that mix and dylan gunther eventually and and guys like that but uh he is the heartbeat of that team certainly offensively he uh he makes them go and um i just like some of the things that that he said i think he's a very laid back guy i don't think uh very much bothers him and um he has come out and said that you know he's a pretty loyal guy and and he's loyal to to the coyotes and he likes the direction that that they're going in and so i i think it's uh it's uh the most logical move to to make him the next captain of the Coyotes. Mm -hmm. Well, whoever is the next captain will be only one captain removed from the greatest Arizona Coyote or Phoenix Coyote that is of all time in Shane Doan, because there's only been one captain since Shane Doan and, you know, his legacy and everything he built there lives on to this day. And the players still have so much respect for him, uh, you know, everyone from Arizona and in that area does. So yeah. whoever it is will only be one captain removed. OEL was the other one, their their last captain in 2020, 21, mm-hmm. who is off to a decent start in Florida, by the way. Yep. L- looks pretty good quarterbacking the, the power play there. But I just yeah. thought Keller made sense. The only way I could see him not getting the captaincy is if they want to wait for Logan Cooley yeah. or if they decide that Lawson Kraus is, you know, because he signed a, a deal relatively recently too. If they decide that Lawson Kraus is yeah. the guy because he plays with a bit of snarl and maybe he's more vocal in the room. So I could see any of those players getting named captain. I'm kind of surprised that they didn't come into this season with a captain, to be honest, though, because mm-hmm. I feel like... I mean, it, it's it's kind of time. It's been a couple seasons now. OEL yeah. is gone. 
I don't know. I feel like they have some players who have been there for a while, some players who are locked up for a while. I don't know what the the weight is now. They're competing now yeah. in, in their division. So yeah, yeah. No, I, I know what you're saying, man. I kind of thought the same thing too. Like they, you know, with uh, with them being competitive and wanting to to take a step forward and be playing meaningful games down the stretch and uh, the early returns uh, from the Coyotes look pretty good. It, it looks like they, they've got a real shot to be able to do that. Um, but uh, I mean, you know, maybe one more year and then next year when, you know, they're expected to be pushing for a playoff spot, maybe that's when you, you name a captain, but uh, shouldn't be too much longer. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, it's very rare like that a team ever names a captain mid-season i i don't know if that's been done recently at all i can't remember a time so i would assume i would assume next year they will have a captain yeah then again who knows maybe they want to wait on cooley the argument against that is well you know they have some pretty other pretty good other players there as well who are still young and it doesn't seem like they're waiting on them so I don't know. I think Keller makes the most sense. He does. We'll see what we'll see what happens next year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Sports betting has rapidly risen in popularity and I want to connect you all with an opportunity to get started or to get ahead. Having multiple sportsbook accounts is the most simple way to maximize your profits and there's never been a better time to sign up. So when you visit our page at signupexpert.com slash boys in the booth, you'll be connected to all the sports books in your region, along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. All of these sports books have valuable signup offers for new users. And when you register through the link, you will automatically receive the top offer at each one. When you use multiple sports books, you ensure that you can always access the best available odds, which is key to successful sports betting. So if you want to take advantage of these benefits and support our brand in the meantime, please consider signing up for your next sports book at signupexpert.com slash boys in the booth. This podcast is sponsored by Liquid IV. Whether you're staying active or nursing a hangover, Liquid IV has you covered. Just one stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone, and you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code BOYS underscore in underscore the underscore booth at checkout. That's 20% off anything in the store when you use the code BOYS underscore in underscore the underscore booth at checkout. This podcast is sponsored by the best ticket app out there, SeatGeek. SeatGeek takes the confusion out of buying tickets, making it quick and easy to get the best deals on tickets to your favorite sporting events. Plus, Boys in the Booth listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase on SeatGeek using the promo code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. So click the link in the description down below to download the app, and remember to get your discounted tickets using the code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. Get great seats for a fraction of the cost with SeatGeek. All right, man, let's move on to uh, another team in that central division that, of course, is uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. And, uh, you know, for them, it's it's been uh, kind of a scorched earth rebuild. And very quickly, they've been able to, you know, accumulate a, a lot of draft picks and, and assets and and uh, and build up that prospect pool again. Obviously, it, it's going to be a tough couple of years here for the Blackhawks, but uh, I don't know about you, man, but I'm looking at one guy in particular as, as being the next captain of, of this team and becoming uh, the next captain in the NHL at, at a very uh, young age. Um, 
So well, let's, why, why don't you why don't you share first then before sure, I chime in? Sure, sure. So obviously it, it's Connor Bedard. I mean, taking over, you know, taking the the low hanging fruit here. Um, I just look at uh, you look at guys like Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid, Gabriel Landeskog, Jonathan Taves. I really th- those only uh, four guys come to mind as guys who became captains really really young, and uh, obviously McDavid. David became uh, captain of the Oilers when he was 19. I could certainly see that with Connor Bedard in Chicago. I think I think it makes so much sense. His character and just his personality and his drive. Um, it, it's like he's coming in and he's a 25 year old. Just so impressed with that. You know, we all heard and, and saw the quote uh, after the gold medal game at the World Juniors that uh, you know he's being asked about his personal tournament success, and he says, "I don't want to talk about right that." right now I want to talk about this team my teammates and how we did this together and all of that and that right there just shows that um, he he cares about more than himself he's gonna do whatever it takes uh, to help his team win and uh, it would just look so good like on the Blackhawks for for this guy your franchise cornerstone to be wearing the C and and I think that that's gonna happen eventually so yeah I'm taking Connor Bedard yeah, I, I don't disagree with any any of the points you just made, and I do think it will happen eventually. I wanted you to go first because I had a different player in mind, a player who did say to the media that he would embrace the role of captain right. uh, of the Blackhawks, um, you know, if it didn't go to Connor Bedard, and that was Seth Jones. Yeah. Seth Jones, I think, would make a perfect captain for this team in the interim as a stopgap before yeah. Connor Bedard eventually does take over as the captain. Um, that is, if he stays in Chicago, we have no reason to believe that he wouldn't stay in Chicago. There's, that's just not a foregone conclusion that he will. So, I think it would be nice to have Seth Jones as a stopgap. Um, He's currently an alternate captain. He's tied for the fourth highest paid defenseman in the NHL right now, making nine and a half million. And I just think that, you know, even though that contract is is tough, it's it's pretty tough as a comparable when you look around the league and see the other defensemen making that much money, most notably Kale McCarr at nine million, as opposed to Seth Jones nine five. It doesn't make it look good. But with that being said, He's still a pretty good defenseman. He just gets overhated because he's overpaid. And I think that's unfair. And I think that could shake a player's confidence. If the Chicago Blackhawks are going to be good in the next three years, Seth Jones, because he's locked up, is going to be a part of it no matter what. And if you want Seth Jones at his best, he has to be at his most confident. And I think giving him the captaincy to act as a stopgap before Connor Bedard makes the most sense and is the best way to achieve that goal of Seth Jones being a really good defenseman. So I thought it could be interesting. Like I said, he did mention that he would embrace the role. You know, some other players in the media, if they were asked a similar question, might say, you know, that's not up for me to decide or, you know, wouldn't really give away their feelings. But it seems like Seth Jones has always wanted to be a captain of a team and he's learned from some pretty good ones. So I I think it could make sense, um, not as a long-term solution, but as a short-term one. Yeah, yeah, you're going with the uh, the stopgap option again, and uh, I like it. You know, obviously he he had that quote in the offseason and... uh, 
you know, one of those, one of many defensemen that, uh, you know, Darnell Nurse is another one that comes to mind that, uh, you know, these guys aren't bad defensemen, the Joneses and the, and the nurses of the world. Um, it's it's just their contracts that are attached to them that mm-hmm. uh, that really um, change the the perception around them. But uh, he he's a big part of this team. He's asked to do a ton, obviously, mm-hmm. because the Blackhawks are are rebuilding. And uh, I've heard Luke Richardson say many times just how much uh, of of a of a help Jones and Connor Murphy, another veteran defenseman. You know how great those guys have been. Um, you know, to the team, just to, Con- Connor Murphy is actually their longest serving alternate captain. Yeah, by the way. yeah, ex- exactly. And I mean, that could that could certainly be another stopgap option as well. I thought about Nick Foligno uh, mm-hmm. too. Um, obviously, he's he's only on a one year deal here, and I don't know if uh, if he'd be sticking around after this season. But Bedard has certainly been very complimentary of him and helping him out. But uh, yeah, Jones is locked in for a long time. He's a veteran. He's seen a lot in this league already. This is his third organization in his career. And uh, I, I could I could see that for sure as a stopgap. Yeah, and the, the reason I even brought it up, aside from his comments, is that I think it would be a perfect opportunity for Connor Bedard to develop and mature without an added pressure of captaining a team. So that was sort of the mentality when thinking of a stopgap option. And I just thought Seth Jones made the most sense. Um, Because, you know, if you think back to his career, he's learned under some pretty good captains. Jonathan Taves, most recently, uh, last year in Chicago, who, by the way, one of the best captains I mean, in Blackhawks history, in NHL history, yes. three, three Stanley Cups, Captain Sirius, you know, captain at every level, basically, that he's played at. So Absolutely. incredible captain there. Also played under Nick Foligno in Columbus when he was yep. the captain. So, yep. you know, those are and, and now they're reunited in Chicago. So some pretty big names there. And uh, yeah, Seth Jones, to me, just made a lot of sense. No, I could totally see that for sure. Um, All right, we've got two teams left here, Melbs, and uh, we'll go to the Metro Division now. The Philadelphia Flyers uh, surprisingly don't have a captain, and uh, I kind of forgot that it wasn't uh, this player who I have in mind for this role uh, with this team. Obviously, they're in a rebuild. They've had a good start to the season here. Um, You know, uh, man, these guys work under John Tortorella. I mean, there's no question about it. They are going to be a handful for teams every single night I think as the season goes on um, they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna win a ton of games and will uh, eventually come down to earth a, a little bit here which they already have but uh, man the Flyers play hard they, they've got a lot of good character guys on that team and but there's one guy in particular for me and so but but first we'll go to you and and get your thoughts yeah, well, I'm pretty sure we're talking about the same player. It's pretty much a foregone conclusion that this player will be the next captain of this team. And I'm kind of like you. I was sort of surprised that he isn't the captain on the ice right now. Yeah. And that's Sean Couturier. Yeah. It just makes so much sense for him to be the captain. He served as an alternate for four straight seasons under Claude Giroux, uh, who last captained the team in 21-22. Surprisingly, at least from what Elite Prospect says, um, he's not currently wearing an A. 
I don't know mm. if, if that's true or if that's just an oversight by elite prospects, but I mean, it says he's not wearing an A right now on the team. It says the only player wearing an A is Scott Lawton. So I feel like there's something weird going on there. I feel like he might still be wearing an A. If you're a Flyers fan, let me know if that's the case. If Scott Lawton yeah. is the only player wearing an alternate uh, uh, captain on his chest. But Sean Couturier makes the most sense. He's one of the longest tenured players on this on this team, if not the longest tenured he has been incredible to start this season after coming back from uh, crazy surgeries and, and, you know, a surgery that we weren't exactly sure what his NHL future was going to look like. And now yeah. it looks like he hasn't skipped a beat. Um, and he's also signed through 2030. So I don't know why he doesn't have the C on his jersey yet. You have to think it will be there next year. And maybe he doesn't just because they weren't entirely sure how he was going to play or how long he was going to play for but assuming he's healthy going forward i think it's an absolute no-brainer that sean couturier is the next captain of the philadelphia flyers oh absolutely and i think that uh one thing to keep in mind as well is that uh this is really the first look that john tortorella gets to have um at uh, at sean couturier so uh maybe you know after some some time goes by here and he's able to stay healthy and Tortsy can can see what uh, what he contributes um, to to the locker room and all that firsthand. That that maybe we do finally see that decision, you know, before next season or, or something. But yeah, I mean, this is a no brainer. Clearly, uh, the, this team just uh, hasn't been the same with without him, and uh, they've given or he's given them a lot of juice to to start the season, and they play really hard and. And uh, I mean, but before his his career threatening injury, I mean, we were talking about Sean Couturier as as a uh, a Selkie finalist mm-hmm. every year and one of the best two way forwards in the game. And so it's great to see him back. I think it just shows his character, his perseverance um, to to come back and try to play out some of that long-term contract that he signed with with Philly and um he's been there for a while obviously and yeah I think it'd be a no-brainer to for for him to have the C and I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. Mm-hmm. And they do have some good core members of their leadership group there. A guy like Scott Lawton comes to mind. Travis yeah. Konechny has been there a long time and he's an integral piece to their team. Um, I mean, there might be a decision to be made there if they want to eventually sell, but as of right now, he's a key piece to their team. Yeah. Uh, Cam Atkinson, another player. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they have some good young players coming up too. So maybe that's where the decision is heading. But I just really doubt that they're going to immediately hand the captaincy to a player like Bobby Brink, who looks good, by the way, so far to start the season, or a player like Matvey Michkov, who will be in North America in a couple of years. So I just think Kachuria is the obvious pick and it will probably be at the start of next season. Yeah, I, I could see that for sure. Uh, that that would make the mail, the uh, the most sense. All right, uh, final team with a uh, captain vacancy, and that is the Seattle. 
Kraken, who have had a bit of an up and down start to the season. They took a big step forward last year, and uh, it's an interesting mix of, of players, obviously, being uh, an expansion team, um, but they're a lot of fun to watch. And uh, I've got one player in particular, a guy they drafted, um, is is my pick, but uh, we'll, we'll go to you first with uh, our last team here, Seattle. Okay, so before we get to my pick, I wanted to say that Obviously, the last captain of this team was Mark Giordano in 21-22. I always thought that that was such a weird thing for them to do. To take a captain of another team and take him in the expansion draft and make him your captain and and then trade him just a a few months later to another team. It it didn't make any sense to me why they even named a captain in the first place in their inaugural season. You know, Vegas didn't, and they had a few guys who were acting as captains. You know, they had a lot of experienced leaders in the room, but they didn't have a player with a, the C on his chest. And I always just thought it was so weird that they gave it to Mark Giordano and then traded him. Since then, though, Eberly, Gord, Larson, and Schwartz have all worn the A for this team. E- even from their inaugural season, those four players have worn the A no one else has worn it in a regular season game, that is. And those are the players that comprise their leadership group right now in the absence of Mark Giordano. I think if they wanted to have a captain, it would be one of those guys already. It just doesn't seem like they're ready to name a captain yet. And I think, you know, if, if, my, if my logic is correct here, that means they're waiting for another player to who they drafted to come up and seize the the job, the role of captain on this team. I think that can be either Maddie Beneers or Shane Wright. But if I had to pick, I'm I'm leaning towards Shane Wright. I'm saying that I think huh. they're going to wait in a few years, name Shane Wright captain. It it sounds weird saying it right now because Matty Beneers is the more established player. And then, of course, those four alternate captains who I named are more established players, are part of their current leadership role or leadership group, rather. But I think Shane Wright, even though it sounds weird now, would make a perfect captain for this team. He has all the abilities and qualities that you want in a leader of an NHL team. And I feel like his reputation got a bit tarnished after being drafted fourth overall instead of first overall. And and I feel like that whole scenario was was blown out of proportion. Don't forget, Shane Wright was an alternate captain of the Kingston Frontenacs at 15 years old. It's true. After receiving exceptional status to the league. And then the following season, mind you, there was a one-year gap in between because of, of COVID. And they didn't play a full season. But the, the, the very next year that they played, he was the captain of the team. He has played internationally and has worn letters there. He has all of the leadership qualities you expect out of a good young player. And I just think if Seattle wants to go this route and wait on a player that they've drafted, Shane Wright, to me, would make the most sense. Despite the fact that they already have you know, a good leadership group and another young player in Matty Beneers who I think could also make a good captain. But to me, I'm just going with my gut and leaning Shane Wright, but not anytime soon. He's not even in the NHL yet. I think they're content to have 
those four players in their leadership group for now and maybe even for the next couple years and then eventually the second captain named of the seattle kraken could very well be Shane Wright. What do you think on that? You seem pretty surprised that I went with Wright. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of was surprised, but uh, I mean, I could see it. Like, you know, the the common theme with uh, a lot of these guys around the league that that get named captains, uh, they're they're high picks, right? And and uh, certainly, um, I I think the the draft was a big learning curve for him. Uh, falling to to fourth overall, and we all saw some of the clips. You know, he you know stare down. staring down Montreal, and he thought you know for sure he was going to Arizona um, at at number three in in that draft and and whatever. But uh, I mean, time goes on, and and I think that he's he's going to learn from that and and be a better player and a better person. Uh, because of it. And, uh, you know, Alan Atmansky, our, our good buddy there who who covers the, the Kings and Frontenacs, he would love the fact that you said that he became an assistant with them at the age of 15. Look, I, th- I think one day he will be a part of the leadership core with this team and, and be a big part of, of the Seattle Kraken when they're ready to contend for a championship. Um, but I just have to go with Matty Beneers. I just, I really like this player. He's established already. Calder Trophy finalist last season. And to to me, Matty Beneers is just, man, his his personality and just the way he is, it, it's infectious. Like that guy is so full of energy all the time. He's always got a smile on his face. And I just think is is a really positive guy. Whereas I think at least for right now, and it's understandable because Shane Wright is is still a young guy as well. But um, I just think that he just, he lets things bother him a little too much. Uh, as of as of right now, that's something that he'll have to work through. And uh, that's just a, an opinion of my own. But I would go with uh, the guy who's established right now, who's going to be a cornerstone piece for your team for years to come, we think, in, in Matty Benier. And listen, that's a fair pick. I had a feeling you were going to go with Matty Beneers because it really does seem like they're waiting for one of the young players that they've drafted to sort of come up and and seize the position. And you know what? For Shane Wright, I'm not willing to bet on it because it is the more unlikely scenario. I just think it would make a lot of sense. But at the end of the day, it might come down simply to timing. And if Beneers is ready sooner to take on the role than Shane Shane Wright, whether that's, you know, just because he's been in the league for longer or, you know, he's producing more already. Both of those are true. Um, yeah. Then, you know, so be it. And, and it comes down to timing and he's named captain. But I just see a world if everything goes well development wise for Shane Wright, that he could be a captain of this team. And so so that's that's why I picked him. But both are are I think good options. And you know what? The four players who are currently wearing A's, any of those guys could be good options too. Another player, one of their best players on their team, Jared McCann, that could be an option as well if they wanted to go that route. So definitely, it all sort of depends which direction they want to go. It is odd going back to the Giordano thing that they ever even named a captain. Maybe they did it so that the very first one, you know, wouldn't feel like such pressure years down the road if they gave it to a young player like Berniers or Wright. But 
I mean, for those reasons, one of those two young guys is going to make a great captain on that team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, I thought it was weird that they named Geo captain, but uh, but also, I mean, it is Mark Giordano, and and he had been a captain for a long time in, in Calgary before that. But uh, yeah, it was just weird that not long after he was shipped off at the deadline uh, to Toronto. So anyway, well, uh, there we go. Uh, that wraps up uh, this episode and uh, the five NHL teams without captains. You can let us know what you think of our uh, of our picks in uh, the comment section on Instagram and uh, feel free to, to give an episode uh, this feel free to give this episode a, a, a listen so thanks so much for listening to, to episode 187 we'll be back with you next week and uh, happy Halloween to everybody out there this has been another episode of Boys in the Booth with Harper Cody Chad Melbourne and Casey Abrams Connect with the Boys in the Booth on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Boys in the Booth. Visit boysinthebooth.com for show details. And don't forget, you can become a patron of the podcast for just $1 a month at patreon.com slash boysinthebooth.